good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Welcome back to the screen means. Welcome. Have did we show this off last last week on what? camera? The your little Star Wars guy here? Oh, I don't know. This is Droopy McCool. He's a part of uh, the Max Rebo band. He's pretty cool. He's like my third favorite member. Iconic. He's he is iconic. I'm gonna get a full back tattoo of him. That's fair. We should get a giant wall scroll of the Max Rebo band. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, your house, do whatever you want. I mean, I like Max Rebo. Who doesn't love blue elephant bands? <laughs> I remember that time we filmed that, like, I think it was like, oh, try to guess the Star Wars character. Yeah. And then I lost all the footage, but. Uh, we only had footage. We made three videos that day and we only had footage for one. Yeah. Star Wars quizzes one. Yeah. And uh, fucking, you were so shocked when I was like, Max Rebo, I know that yeah. one. Yeah, I was, I was pretty shocked. I'm like, what? Because there was a robot chicken sketch that was like an infomercial for one of his CDs that I remember. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Good times, good times. Let me just make sure uh, I have enough space on this fucking. Yeah, I got it. It's fine. Yeah. Cool. I can make the screen wings to all the Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. We haven't even done any official, aside from the Star Wars quizzes. Yeah, we need to make more Star Wars content. Oh, I guess you have your uh, episode nine review. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. Like, uh, like one of the <laughs> it's me talking about how much I hate episode nine when I love Star Wars. Sad. <laughs> so Rosario Dawson's in the new Mandalorian season as she's playing a Sokotana. Yeah. I heard about some controversy yeah. surrounding her that uh, makes me not excited for that. Yeah, I don't know how much truth is to that, but it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, I don't really think she's a good fit for the character either way, which is sad. So, But we'll see. Hopefully it's a good... Uh, also one of the main characters in The Mandalorian, the, the actress came out as like an anti-masker. Oh. And I was like, oh... Uh, yeah. But Pedro Pascal is really cool. The yeah. guy who plays uh, the Mandalorian. And he's like, yeah, I'm a cool guy. Oh, okay. So he, he's, he's always wearing a mask from what I see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. So I'm excited for that. I haven't watched the trailer. I might just not. I, I watched the trailer. And I haven't even seen the first yes. season. I was just like, oh, well, let's see what this is. So, yeah. It looked all right. Can everybody see my cool hot dog shirt? Probably not. Where's the iconic hat? I'm what? Do you, do you can still they have see it on camera? Yeah, they can see it. Should I just do this the whole podcast? Yeah, just. Uh, I'll go get the hat. <laughs> oh. I was thinking once it gets a little colder, I'll start wearing the suit. Yeah, but no, it's pretty warm right now. Yeah. Where is the Oh well, yeah, so I guess while he's gone, I'll explain something we're doing from this point on on the podcast that I think is going to be pretty cool. You can see him walking around back there. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing this thing at the end of episodes that don't lead into director deep dives where we're going to be rolling the dice. And essentially every week 
we're going to roll a pair of dice. And if we get snake eyes, so two ones, for those of you who don't know what snake eyes are, fucking dummies, uh, we'll pull two picks out of this bag here, and uh, we'll pick just terrible shit. Just the worst. I cannot find the hat! Yeah, it's not important. I'll get the hat At some next other time. Point. Yeah. Also, I have a... Something to talk to you about that. I think that... One, you know, like, two ones, that's too low of a chance. So doubles? I... Oh, that's too high of a chance. <laughs> I was just gonna say, if we get, like, three... Or four... Two, three, or four. Just like a low number on the spectrum. So like two, three, or for the whole total of both yeah, dice? Yeah, we'll roll 2d6. So if it's an even number, we'll... What, no, two, three, or four. Oh, two, three, in or four. In total, bad. yeah. So just anything on the low spectrum. It'll make it a little chancy. Okay, okay. We're gonna be watching a lot of shit a lot yeah. of the time. <laughs> uh, just don't roll low. Yeah, okay. Good strat. Um, also, maybe we should hash out one or two with the details here. I think each one of us pulls one pick out. Does each one of us roll one die? Is that how that's going to work, or are we just going to take turns? Whatever's turn it should be. So, like, today, you'll roll the die. Okay. Because it will be there. And then, are we just going to move your turn to the next available spot? It, that's what I was that, thinking. Yeah. I, I So, like, if we rolled today, that would mean we'd have a shitty, shitty, shit, shit. Then we'd have the director deep dive, I think. Yeah. And then your pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say... And we can't do... Let's say we can't do two in a row. So if we're doing one... Yeah. We, we are not going to roll on that go. Yeah. That would be... We'll just make a bunch of rules for no reason. Yeah, we'll just... This random thing we're doing. We'll just do whatever we fucking feel like. So. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be exciting. We'll, we'll find out if we're watching either a trilogy... Uh, an original versus remake, or if we're picking one from the bag, because I'm going to give London an option if it falls on my choice. By the way, I will tell you one thing in that bag. I put to boldly flee in that bag. Alright, well, I'll tell you one thing from the bag. I picked the first ten episodes of the... Family Guy. Yeah, of season 18 of Family Guy. Because I wanted to Ten put... Ten episodes? That's a lot. That's uh, like, <laughs> what? Two, that's like three hours, maybe? Ah, uh, I still don't mind. Okay, that's okay, I guess. Ooh, that's going to be rough. I, there's just going to be nothing to talk about. I'll be like, they did the same joke every episode. <laughs> um, didn't like it very much. Um, yeah. Well, we'll be covering like something else with it, too. Okay. Pulling two picks out of the bag. To boldly flee the four-hour movie and four hours of family. <laughs> Woo! That would be a week. Yeah. That's that's the fun of the bag, though. You never know what we're gonna have to endure. Well, except for us. But he only knows Half. one of yeah. my picks, and I only know one of his. So. I feel like the that Tiboli flea is probably in the middle of the bad scale. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I think the f- I'm trying to remember what I put in there. Family Guy might be the bottom of the bar. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
Family Guy's The Bottom. All right, well, what have you been up to this week? Oh, I thought someone knocked on the window. It was just a firework. Yeah, it's the Bye-Bye Man. Um, I watched all of the Conjuring Universe movies. Some of them aren't bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I walked away. You liked, from what I saw, it seemed like you liked the first two Conjuring movies mm-hmm. and the second Annabelle, which is the prequel, creation. Yeah, by David F. Sandberg, which is I really uh, like that guy. Yeah, there was only one that like, because I, I gave like lower scores to some of them, but I still like got enjoyment out mm-hmm. of them. Like I was like, all right, this is this is a fun, campy, dumb movie. The only the two mainly the one that i didn't like was at la llorona i thought that one was just like the as you said in your review the copaganda and the fact yeah. that it's like it's a white woman yeah, for it's just like folklore and it's just like oh it's just like the nun was really bad but it was funny it's yeah like, that movie made me laugh a lot yeah towards the end i was like all right i'm i'm kind of getting into the nun now i'm French Canadian. <laughs> I I was kind of legit pissed though because I had seen the first Conjuring, but I hadn't seen the second one. And the Nun opens with, um, spoiler for Conjuring oh, Two. So you watched the Nun before you watched the Conjuring Two? Yeah, because oh. I hadn't. I had only seen the first Annabelle and the first Conjuring. So well, I guess we don't even have to say the spoiler. I know yeah. <laughs> so I had seen that, and I was like, huh? What the fuck? Why would you put that there? But sad because the Conjuring too. I I like really enjoyed that one. Yeah, or at least the last time I watched it, which was a couple years. I'd ago. say I thoroughly enjoyed both okay. of the Conjuring movies. I'm looking forward to the third one, but I'm a little scared because it's a different director. It's not yeah. James Wan, so who knows? It's too busy making Aquaman two. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but um, and then you watch Haunting in Connecticut one and two. Yep, and I watched a werewolf movie called Howl that was actually. Pretty decent. I, I actually kind of like that one. Yeah! Woo! But no, I largely took a break from the werewolf movies this week. I'm gonna hop into it hot and fresh this week, though. And then you said we gotta start making your videos soon. Yeah. Do you have any? Yeah. Recorded? I, ready? I'm gonna record them tomorrow. Okay. So, and start editing. They're, they're short, spoiler-free reviews. They're not, like, super long. They're 17-minute so. reviews, each yeah. one. If I had included spoilers, I they probably would have been. Because I would have been like, I hate this, 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 this. But if I cut out spoilers, then I can just kind of generally I tell you about things. I hate it in general. Yes. But, yeah, so. Pretty much my week. Well, I've continued uh, watching Bleach. Ah. Uh, I'm almost done with season three. I think we have like three or four more episodes. I watched this anime called Giant Robo. No. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I may have watched that one too. And then I let's see. I watched the sequel. Oh, we finished the Hunger Games. Um, mm, I'm sorry. They're all bad. I I would have assumed. I so. remembered really liking at least the second one, and it was much better than the other ones. But they're all bad. Hmm. Um, we also started to watch, we watched The Giver, which is a, another young adult adaptation. Um, it's really bad. Well, it, it was bad. It was, I want to say it's really bad, but it was bad. Okay. And then we watched Divergent yesterday. Oh. That movie's awful. Yeah. We're watching the second and third soon. And then, um, there's this movie by McG that came out a couple years ago called The Babysitter. 
that I remember thinking was pretty lame, but kind of like. Is fun. that the like horror movie? Yeah. The so, one that just got like a sequel. Yeah, I, I'm saying that because I watched a sequel. Uh, um, I plan on watching both of those. This week, I remember, maybe? like, I watched the first one right when I right when it came out. I remember liking it just because I thought it was dumb, but like yeah. I knew it was dumb. But in this one, it like goes too overboard, and it's just kind of annoying the whole time. Mm. Um, but then there's another, there's a South Korean zombie movie that came out called Hashtag Alive. Oh, yeah, um, I've I seen watched that. that. It was okay. Um, it has the main character from Burning. He's the main character. In oh, okay. Um, that's is, one of the main reasons I watched it. Is uh, Peninsula out yet? It's, like, I can probably find it somewhere, mm-hmm. but it has a link on. I've heard it's really bad, which is sad. Oh, okay. I... I have no expectations for it because I still haven't seen Train to Busan. Ah, I need to though. You could just watch the whole trilogy now. Yeah, that's kind of what I. Am. Which is, I was kind of expecting Peninsula to be bad because it seems like, I don't know if it's just the two couple movies I've seen from the director, but I love Train to Busan, but like the first animated like prequel to Busan one, it's awful. Mm. Um, we also, me and Pierre watched. Um, Truth or Dare, not the Bloomhouse one. There was a sci-fi original one that came out a year, like six months prior. Oh, okay. It actually wasn't the worst. I thought it was bad, but better than the Bloomhouse one. Much better. I think the Bloomhouse okay. one is like bottom of the barrel. This one, I think, had like lots of funny moments. Um, it also pretty much one of the main characters from What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show, oh, is okay. in that. So huh. I was just laughing at that the whole time, like. Wow, he really made it. He was in this garbage, and then he got to be in that. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Friend Request. Oh, yeah. Bad, I assume? Terrible. Better than Unfriended? No. Worse. Oh, wow. Probably. I don't know. The first Unfriended's fucking garbage. Second Unfriended's garbage, but really funny as well. I just want to watch, like, garbage that's really funny, and I feel like tech horror should be the place to go for that. But most of the time, it's just really boring. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we watched Wolf Cop together last Saturday. Oh, yeah. 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 I, Did you watch the sequel yet? No, with the sequel, I'm waiting to watch that one because I can't find, like, a an illegal copy of it anywhere, so uh, I'm going to have to rent it. And when I do that, I'm going to have to, like, go through and take some images for it for the video so I have some, like, reference material to ah. go alongside it. So I'm waiting until, like, pretty pretty much, like, that's probably going to be, like, one of the last ones I end up watching. I've got it towards, like, the later part of the schedule, so. Epic. Yeah, it's... Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I've been up to, playing board games. I like started that. the seventh Howling movie this week, and I turned it off. Like, it. Like I have to. Like. Be I have to regain my strength. Yeah, I, I needed a little bit of a charge after watching the first few minutes of that because like, Howling one and two are bad. Howling one is like bad in a boring way. It's just kind of like a boring plane movie. Yeah. Howling two is where it starts getting kind of like ridiculous, and I I I wasn't crazy on Howling two. I could see why someone would get like enjoyment out of it. Three, I got like that like oh this is bad, but it's kind of entertaining and interesting. Mm. Four was like a carbon copy of the first one, Did and you then one? that's the third one. Oh okay. Um, and then the fifth one was. 
like a murder mystery that I'm assuming probably just ripped off the Beast Mustache. I haven't watched that one yet, but I need to. It's similar premise where it's like murder mystery, knives out, but one of them's a werewolf. Um, and then six was like freak show, and th they're all like basic, like I don't know, straight to video movie quality from like. Do they have the 80s. any like? Overlap, or are they all just about werewolves? Um, the first two have overlap. Like, you, you see the main character from the first one. Her brother is one of the main characters in the second one. And then uh, there's, like, the main antagonist from two. You see, like, a picture of in three. But aside from that, like, no. They're all pretty much their own thing. Like, you could pretty much jump into any of them and have the same amount of idea of what's going on as if you were to watch the ones before it. So yeah, not a very cohesive series. It's just kind of like, hey, we're making a werewolf movie and we've got the rights to this like franchise name that'll probably make this movie a little bit more money than it would have made otherwise. Joe Dante made the first one, guys. You gotta go see the seventh one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, but the seventh one, like from the little bit I saw, maybe the quality I have or the copy I have, just the quality is super low, but it was like, it seemed like it was like, not quite Blood Shack levels of low quality, oh, no. but it was like close. And I was just like, I'm not prepared for Blood this. Blood Shack, trying <laughs> to find a fucking good, a good shot from Blood Shack oh. to pair with the portrait of a lady on fire would, for that thumbnail. I would have just chose like, Something from one of the rodeos or something. Well, I was thinking about, I'm just going to pick the guy <laughs> holding the shovel and, he's, and he has no shirt on. Yeah. But then I did find one that was actually pretty decent. And okay. it makes it look like it's a much better movie. You know, wow, okay. Controlling our audience. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's been fun. It's been, it's been nice like going through and making thumbnails again because I'm just like remembering all these movies. Yeah, no, I, I've been going through like the really early episodes yeah. and I was just like, oh, fuck, I remember this movie. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't remember this movie very well. Like Vampire. Yeah, Vampire. Like, I remember there's like a floating skull in a scene where he's like in the coffin. And that's yeah, I remember like, the scene in like the crypt or whatever. Like, the, yeah. I remember like two scenes and I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, hopefully like some of uh, Carl T.H. Dreyer's like other work is pretty good. He I, did Joan of Arc, right? He did Joan I of Arc. That's incredible. I really want to watch I want to see the big one I want to see is Orday. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a couple I really want to see, but Vampire like, actually like maybe turned me off a little bit. Because I like, yeah. I remember liking Vampire, like kind of, but I was like, I don't want to, I'm hoping, I don't want to watch another movie that I just like kind of like. I'm hoping it's kind of like a similar thing I have with like F.W. Murnau. Because like, I, I wasn't super crazy on like Sunrise. I think that's the mm -hmm. one movie, but uh, Taboo and like, uh, Nosferatu and like his other work is like. I really like Sunrise, but I, I can see how some people. It's really weird in its like pacing and structure. Yeah. I remember when I was writing my review for that originally, it feels like two completely different movies kind of put together. Yeah. And it's like really weird in the way they structure it, but. I kind of want to watch Taboo again. I have the Blu ray for I, that. Blu ray for Taboo? Mm -hmm. We should watch Taboo. We should. We should pick it for the podcast should, one of these we, we days. We more silent. When was the last time we did a silent film? It's been a while. We haven't. We've only did, what, Vampire and The Goddess? Are those the only two? They might be. I We did silent films, I think, more for, like, the movie club than we did for actual... 
Well, and even that, I think that was only one movie club, but we just watched like four in the same day. Yeah. I like silent movies, so I'm not opposed to that. I think so. Oh, damn. I remember like early in the podcast that like there were points where I was like counting on my fingers. I'm like, all right, we just did a silent movie. We can't do a silent movie. So that must have only been like a once or twice. Damn. I'm trying to look, but yeah, I don't. I guess so. Huh. Damn. Maybe I'll just scrap the OG versus remake and the trilogy and just pick a couple silent movies. <sighs> um. Yeah. Let's go on to question time now. I guess. Okay. But all right. Pierre's question corner. We only have questions from Pierre this time. Do you think cinema is dying between people realizing that theaters are hives of disease and the next generation being into tic-tacking? What chance does traditional filmmaking have? Well, I think that saying that film is like cinema... Is an art form is dying is a bit strange. Like I could I could see the argument that theaters in general are dying because they have been for like thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just not profitable. Like in the in our climate, and most people would just prefer to sit at home. Like video on demand is the next place to be, pretty much, just because a lot of people, or even like drive through theaters, like people aren't don't want to pay nine dollars to go watch a movie. In a crowded theater, yeah. it's the vast majority of the time, especially I, now. With I don't want to go see The Farewell and have some old dude in the assigned seat next to me just start snoring halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a broken system right now. And, like, I have a Regal Unlimited card that I like to use, but that's because I go to movies when nobody's there. Yeah. And it's, like much cheaper because I watch so many movies but the vast majority of people don't do that yeah like I I had free access to movies for a long time and I barely ever fucking went to the movies because I was just like I don't care I'll just wait till I can watch it on my laptop at home yeah um but I don't think that the film industry is necessarily dying no however I could theoretically see um the re- integration of a lot of more uh, mid-budget movies because we need that i i agree i think that mid-budget movies are more important than like high-budget movies yeah they used to be a big thing but then like once like blockbusters started doing really well in the late 2000s they basically just got fucking they're gone like there aren't too many middle budget movies nowadays which is sad because you get some really great stuff from just middle budget movies yeah during the low-budget movies, um, yeah. I could see that budgets go down kind of across the board just because less people go to theaters, especially now. Yeah. We'll see how long COVID lasts. If it lasts for two more years, like, that'll be a real substantial impact on the, on the industry, filmmaking yeah. industry. I think in it'll general. bounce back eventually, though. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll find a new way to cope. Like... I, I think it may be, like, books. Like, maybe one day it won't be, like, necessarily the powerhouse that it was at one point. Like, because at one point, you know, everybody fucking read all the time. And now it's, like, people are like, ah, oh, 
I mainly just read my phone or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, people still read books, and they they're still out there. They yeah. still exist. So, same thing with cinema. It'll just be less common and just different. And I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't even know if it'll be less common. It'll just yeah, be a little different, pretty much. Um, thanks for the question. I also don't think that TikToks have no a, much impact. I think vert- vertical cinema is going to be more prevalent in the next couple of years. Because mm. I think there have been a couple things, there's a couple experimental films, a couple things coming out um, that I think there will be some stuff that utilize that more, but that's about it. Yeah. Question number two. Who is your favorite character from Lord of the Rings, and should they get their own television show on HBO Max? Samwise Gamgee. No. Me too, and yes. But only if he's like um, like a, a gardener. And it's just like gardening tips. And it's like a reality show. Mm. It's like a mockumentary about how he's like the greatest gardener in the Shire. And like... Just everyone's like, hey, isn't that the guy who like helped Frodo with the one rain and like saved... And he's like, shut up! Stop talking about that! I'm a god in that Yeah. He's just over crying. He's like, I miss Frodo. He's got a wife now, though. Like in in the books, like he gets yeah. like a wife afterwards it's, and it's, stuff. Yeah, he does it in. The oh, movies too. I, I don't. It's been like at least since my freshman year since I last watched the movies. I rewatched them pretty recently, all the extended editions. <clears throat> Such a treat. <laughs> Such a treat. Some movies are just treats, you know. I feel those movies definitely are treats. <sighs> um. Yeah. I also like uh, Tree Beard. <laughs> It's fair. He could have his own show. Yeah. He's like a skateboarder. They sh- um, he's not in the Lord of the Rings movies, but uh, Tom Bombadil. He's there begging for That'd be a good, like, he could theoretically have his own show. Like, yeah. That's the only person that actually makes sense to have their own show. They, they could tap. I mean, they're, like, doing TV shows for, like, it's not stuff adapted from the Silmarillion, but they're, like, allowed to make their own mm-hmm. stories in the universe. Yeah. It's it's weird, but... And they are re- they are doing their still moving forward with their adapt- adaptation of Lord of the Rings. Amazon, right? Well, that that's what I'm talking about. Oh. They, got, they got the rights to basically, it's like, you can create your own stuff. You can't oh, okay. adapt from, like, Lord of the Rings or the Silmarillion, oh, but okay. it'll take place in the world. Gotcha. It, yeah, it's a strange agreement, and I'm interested to see how it's going to turn out. Probably not good, but maybe they've got like a certified, uh, like lore expert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So who knows? Maybe it will be pretty good. Question number three: If David Lynch had to choose between saving the love of his life or a cable car full of children, what would he do? Also, in this scenario, the Green Goblin is nine feet tall and has a crossbow. I don't know. Do I look like fucking David Lynch? Only he can answer that question. I would assume, knowing what I know about David Lynch, that he would try to save children. Because I think in general, when I think of David Lynch like in interviews and stuff, even though his movies are like wonky and some of them are really depressing, I feel like in general he's kind of an optimistic guy. Yeah. And he wants like the world to be a better place. So I would assume that... Even if, like, he would lose the love of his life, he would save, like, a bunch of children instead. Because they're, like, the future, and he's like, I'm old as fuck! Yeah, fair. I I feel like he'd be like, 
stuck between the two, and then he'd see the third option, which is a big pile of cigarette butts and black coffee, and he's like, tell him both. I'm diving right in. Catch this on your cell phone. David Lynch should have played Spider-Man. He he, still could. Yeah, it's not too late. He should be in the next uh, Spider-Verse movie. He should play, like, Doc Ock or something. He should play Doc. (laughs) He should have played the Riddler. There we go. Riddle me this, Batman. Get out of here, Paul Dano. What's the photo for? He would have made a pretty good Riddler. Justin Thoreau or whatever his name is. He would have. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the questions, Pierre. But now it is time to talk about some weeb shit. Giant Robo, the day the, the Earth, Earth stood still. So I I just kind of found this one day. I sometimes just like scroll through Letterbox and I'll like randomly watch like anime OVAs sometimes that are like an hour. Yeah. Um, because I like seeing things that a lot of people like have not seen. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I'll go through, like, the lists that they're in, like, hidden gems and stuff. And I, uh, this was always in, like, a bunch of them. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look at this and try to watch Seems it. real fucking hidden, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's apparently, like, it's decently popular in certain circles and stuff. Yeah, it seems like in Japan it was pretty influential. I know it has a Blu-ray release and stuff. And it's look, I, I don't know if they touched it up or not, but this, in my, in my opinion, this anime looks incredible. Yeah. Times. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And the, I really like the music in this too a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Like the big operatic scores. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, the series had definitely some inspiration. I was looking like uh, the creator of uh, Akira was inspired by this. Um, I don't remember seeing Ano's name. But I, I think it'd be kind of hard for him not to be inspired by this. There was a lot of Ava esque stuff in this. Yeah. So. Um, the. So if you don't know this, well, you you did end up watching the dub, right? The second dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched the first episode sub though. Mm-hmm. How was that? I was gonna switch back and forth, but then I started watching it. I'm like, it's Dan Green. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna watch it the other one. Um, it, it's good. Like, both are good. Um, the first dub's apparently really bad, mainly because, so... I, I looked um, at the cast and I saw a lot of, uh, I'm blanking on his name. He's the voice of Char in the old Gundam, and he does, like... Oh, um... Spike, and he's famous. I, like, I can't I think of his name off... The, I'm having a brain fart. I'll oh, think of it later. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that was... I was like, oh, yeah, I forget. He did, like, a voice act. He was, like, the best voice actor for all these terrible old dubs. Um, but the first dub... So the first series in general, mm-hmm. it took six years to adapt. Um, okay. the, the seven part. It was supposed to take place... They were supposed to release it, I think, in, the, in a year and a half with... Um, or maybe two years. I think they just wanted to do like a four month gap in between each episode. That's what they did with a lot of like old OVA series. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know what happened, but it ended up. They did the first like four episodes pretty quickly, like on that time frame. But the last couple episodes took a while. So like um, the main character. Da- What's his name? Daisaku. Daisaku. Yeah. Daisaku. He was voiced by like three different people. 
oh, throughout wow. the run, and I, I think a couple of the other uh, characters had to be switched and stuff, just because people were like, it's been like two years, I've got to go do other stuff. Yeah. Um, but, so, the, the newer dub's better, because everyone was there. Yeah. And it also, I think it also, I listened to a couple dub comparisons. I think in general, the original dub doesn't really match the the tone of the world it's in because the world's very like retro futuristic mm-hmm. so like like astro boy or something similar to that yeah no it's based uh, off of a 60s manga yeah. so it's like uh, it has that same visual style i think the the newer dub even though it's newer it it mimics like kind of 60s 70s anime really well like it reminded me of like the original gundam in a lot of the voice work yeah and i love the, the gundam uh dubs and stuff but it I think it matches the tone a lot better than the original dub. Mm. So that's why I was watching it. Fair. Plus the angry. Steve Bloom was the name. Yeah. I was having a major Um, brain part. There was also a fun little thing. Do you remember... What's his name? Heizu? No. uh, I I have like the character list with their pictures pulled up here. Which which character? It's the guy. He's part of the big... uh, (laughs) Big fire, red. What's the what's the villain's name? Big fire. It's like yeah, big fire. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, I started watching. It was like the enemy, big fire. I'm just like, what? Yeah, holy shit. Um, yeah, Genya, Lord Alberto. Uh, I can like scroll up a little bit down. Uh, he was only in the last like two episodes. Uh, uh which, which one are you specifically? He was like the main one. That was uh, the always... one with like the darker hair. Yeah, he yeah. was voiced by the guy who did like Seto Kaiba and like Brock. And oh, okay. Stuff. I just thought it was funny that it was Kaiba and Yuji in the same anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh, the Daisuku or Daisaku. Daisaku yeah. Um, he was voiced by uh, Rickards yeah. and Kevin G. Collins, who does the voice of Griffith, was doing the voice of the professor. So I thought I was like, oh, oh that's there, pretty, there's that's a bunch nice. of. I, I yeah. really like all of the voices were pretty recognizable in this. Erica Schroeder. Who does the original Four Kids Luffy did the voice of Yoshi, and I thought it was hands down the worst voice in the dub. I was yeah. just like, I hate Which this. is sad because I really like the character of Yoshi's uh, like, yeah. design and stuff, and I'm like, this voice is not very good. Yeah, that was like the only major character where I was like, oh, this is really off but I think I liked all the other voices except for Yoshi. Yeah, uh, Sean Schemmel's take on uh, what's his name? Uh, Tetsuguyu? I can't fucking pronounce that. I'm sorry. Uh, the the one guy who's like the big brother, or the younger brother. The, yeah, the yeah. little big bro. Yeah, yeah. Yo, there's a line that he does like in the cave later on. That's in a great line delivery. I really like the line. It's something like. He's talking about... We're just going to jump around and do some yeah. spoilers and then talk about it in, in total. But um, he talks about how he's was, like, jealous and really angry at this kid because he was getting all the credit and he was, like, doing it. And then he's like, but once I saw you sad, I realized that it's just kind of, like, my own reflection of my own sadness because we're, like, the same person because both of their parents were in Big Five or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, 
Daisaku's dad left or was going to leave. Yeah, Daisaku's dad had, like, the beginning couple steps of a redemption arc before he died. Yeah. Um, But that's when he gave him, he's like, here's the car keys for this giant robot monster thing. Yeah. And then the immortal dude's like, no, don't do that. What the fuck are you doing? With his French accent. Um, But this, this guy's like, but I killed my own father. And he's like, but I would happily... Uh, sacrifice my life yeah in the hopes that you become a better man than me or something like that i was like i really like that line yeah there was a lot of like really there's a lot of really depressing shit (laughs) i loved that whole sequence and i was like great love it he boromir'd himself the great and then they brought him back at the end i'm like no why he didn't even serve any function he was just like, I'm back for this one save. And it's just like, all right, I'm in the background. I didn't mind it too much. I was like, what? But they did. They killed off most of the cast in this. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, well, good for you, really. Um, if you don't know, a lot of the characters in this aren't from this yeah, series. Yeah, so. that was one of the things I had yeah, seen. So this series in general, this OVA series, was supposed to mean kind of like an homage to kind of the... The author's work. Yokan what's his name? Um, yeah, so basically they had gotten the rights to do this, but they weren't allowed to they use... They didn't have the rights to any of, like, the side or supporting characters. Yeah, from the manga. Yo, but they were yo. given the rights to use characters from his other work, which is where there's, like... Yeah, I think the... they specifically went up to him and was like, hey, are you okay if we use these characters? Yeah, so that's where, like, all the characters, like, towards the end with, like, the spectacular ten or whatever the fuck they're Magnificent called. Magnificent ten and Celestial nine. Yeah, ten being the bad guys, Celestial Nine like, being the enforcers of justice. justice. <laughs> Fucking pigs! No, I'm. Oh, excuse me, but yeah, one of my biggest gripes with this series, I'm just gonna say right off the bat, they did really well at explaining like some things about how this world works and then there are just characters who have superpowers and it's just like all right cool oh that guy's a robot apparently okay and i i was like am i missing dialogue and i was like no no just i did re- the first like two episodes i rewound a couple of times I'm like, did they just explain something or i'm like no yeah i i personally don't necessarily care too much because it's an ova series that obviously was trying to pick up more like popularity than it got so that they could adapt more stuff so i'm not and it's they are adapting like the middle of a series yeah but also with a new storyline so i don't mind it too much but it was it was a little hard to watch at times but i really liked it and i really like all the powers like, all the powers these guys have were really inventive. Yeah, I just wish general. I understood their, like, limitations yeah, and what they could do. I get it. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, because the first time like it happened. there's one guy who's snapping and cutting people in half. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, all right, these must have something to do with the, uh, what are they called? The Shin... It's named after that professor. Uh, Shizuma Drives? Shizuma yeah. yeah. I figured, like, oh, maybe there's, but like, no. bionic and no, something. Just, which I'm fine with people just having superpowers, but... And I I just wanted to know, like, the rule set for those superpowers. Yeah. Instead of just being... Or at least just for, like, at least the characters that we spent time with. 
Yeah. Like, um, the older brother that died, like, episode three, what was his name? Tose um, or something like it's, that? It's, uh, Taizo. Taizo. I really like him, too. Yeah, no, I... There was a really cool brother dynamic there. Mm-hmm. I, the, a lot of the... Honestly, there was a lot of, um, parts of this OVA that reminded me of Gundam. Like, the different, like, the brother and sister. Yeah. And... There was just a lot of it. Even the main character, the main character being twelve and being forced to do a bunch of war crimes, obviously. Yeah. And Daisaku was probably one of the weaker parts, in my opinion. Not necessarily he was like a bad character or anything. He was just hey, he just was. I'm little for, boy, big robot. For little yeah. boy robot, yeah. He didn't have as much character as like Amuro or like Simo and no. stuff like that. But I didn't mind him or anything. Yeah. Um, thought it was a good delivery vehicle. And I really liked the design of Mr. Giant Robo. Um, I liked that it was supposed to be like this big, bulky thing. I think it's specifically I was reading and they're like, um, traditionally like mechas and stuff are designed to kind of look like robot superheroes, which I get. And this one was just supposed to be like, this is a weapon. Yeah, it kind of, the design of it reminded me a lot of a uh, Die Buster. So, I, I could see them probably ripping from yeah. this. Fuck. Die Buster. Every time I think about that, I get actually angry. I, I just, I'm like, whatever. Didn't count. Gunbuster only. Gun, I mean, Gunbuster works, I think, better on its own than with, like, adding that. I think Die oh. Buster actually, yeah. <laughs> like, destroys some of, like, the plot of Gunbuster. Not a whole lot, but it's just, it, it's just kind of annoying. Yeah, it's one of those personal grievances kind of deal where it's just like, oh, I'm gonna think about this every time I watch Gunbuster now. I don't really need to. Like, I, I can separate things fine. I don't yeah. get, like, mad at things. I was kind of joking. I'm like, oh, it makes me mad. It's like people that are like, there's only three Star Wars movies. I'm like, you can just like three Star Wars movies, but you don't have to be like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But, like, for instance, The Last Jedi, if I watch that, I don't necessarily, like, think it's ruined by thinking about episode nine. If I watched episode nine, I'd be like, well, that made me sad, but yeah, I, I always just I think can of just watch episode eight and be fine. I always just think of lost potential. I'm just like, oh, yeah. damn, they could have done this with this, but they didn't. I mean, not that Which that I've, really existed I've been for dealing with a lot of lost potential, like the last couple of weeks with watching these like young adult novel adaptations. Oh yeah, not necessarily because the novels themselves were like good, but just because there are occasionally like, interesting ideas scattered throughout. And I'm like, but then they just did the same thing as every other fucking novel adaptation. Yeah, I I wonder how much of that was like, you know, a, a creator's. I'm going to create this fucking sick, awesome world. It's going to be like the next Harry Potter. People are going to love it. And then they take it to the, you know, their fucking, like, their book agents. Like, can and you they're go like, pew, pew? Um, yeah, can you make this exactly like every other novel? Can we just chop it around? Can you have a weird, um, love triangle, probably? Um, yeah. I think that there's not enough teen romance in this yeah. uh, dystopian novel here. Can you make the main guy love interest just an asshole and then randomly switch? Uh, All right, I get that you're writing this love story about vampires in Washington, but I really need you to add a baseball scene. And it's the best scene. It's the goddamn best. It's the best scene. <laughs> the goddamn whole. I'm, I'm assuming that wasn't Stephanie Meyer. I'm sure it was, I, but I'm hoping it wasn't. I'm pretty sure the baseball scene's in the book. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I die, I'm being... Oh. I'm joking, but I'm just like... I don't want to credit her for that genius, but I that probably genius. should. 
that oh. slice of pie that she had. Anyway. So, quick little synopsis. We'll just... Just... So, this Shina... Shizuma. Shizuma? This Shizuma particle or something like that? Drive? This Shizuma yeah. drive is this new thing that they found ten years ago that pretty much can power everything super, super well. It's like the greatest resource ever. But when they first made it, it destroyed, like, hundreds of people. It, like, murdered yeah, thousands. It, it abolished, yeah. like, a country disappeared... Uh, yeah, um, and they, it Too was all late. blamed on this uh, Professor Vogler. Yeah, and cut to ten years later, this guy, uh, voiced by Dan Green, named Genyu. Uh it is Genya. Genya. Genya and Genray. Genya and Genray. Which are not their real names, but that's what I'm going to call them throughout this whole episode. Cause I just remember the Vogler part of their other names. I don't remember. Uh, his name's Emmanuel. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay, um, and hers was like Ratho or something, yeah, <laughs> something stupid. Um, so the son of Vogler is secret son. He doesn't tell anyone until later. But he's trying to pretty much cause the end of the world again, so that um, his father's name will be like redeemed, kind of, because he wasn't really the one that caused everything to happen. Yeah, um, he's really pissed about it. And he's like, I'm gonna end the world. Did you? By the way, did you see that coming? Because I saw it coming from like ten miles away. What? That he's the son, or that he's. I, I saw like all the. Well, he says I, he's the son, like the very beginning. Not not that bit, but like the whole bit where it's like the doctors or the other scientists turned out to be the ones that like set off the doomsday. Well, yeah, and I'm like, I I thought that was pretty obvious. I think that was I think meant to be obvious okay. to to the viewer because like the fucking Shin. What's his name? What's his name again? Shizuma. Shizuma, the doctor himself, was like, I'm so sorry, I'm like, yeah. I'm the cause of this. So I'm like, okay, he's the one that did it. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that was necessarily supposed to be like a, a big reveal for us as an audience, but mm-hmm. necessarily could be a big reveal. Like, it, I think it's fine to have big reveals yeah. for characters without them being big the w- reveals for audience. The way that they presented it later in the story, it felt like it was meant to be a big reveal. And I was like, yeah, I already fucking knew that. Like, I think maybe... Those guys looked evil as fuck in that, when it's like the flashing lights, like, maybe, get him away! He's gone insane! I to do something like that because they're like, well, I mean, it's been like three years since uh, we really brought this in, so maybe, maybe it'll be a re- big reveal uh, now. Yeah. Like... I think it's always weird when you're at a, adapting something. It takes six years to do seven episodes, do like three hours of content. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was like a good storyline. I don't think anything really was twist worthy. Yeah. Except fucking French guy just being like, I can't die. No, I, I had seen that coming because he calls himself like the immortal, like in like the second episode. And I, was I like, just thought it was just pretentious. He also. I and don't then, know why, then but that guy, Lerman, he looks a lot like Lupin. He looks exactly like uh, Astro Boy's dad with the hairstyle. No, yeah, Astro Boy's dad fused with Lupin. There we go. Um, God, some Lupin would be good right now. What? I said some Lupin would be good right now. I've been thinking about picking a couple Lupin movies or just like... We could even just do like part one because I think it's only like 20 13 episodes. 13 episodes? Yeah. yeah. I really like Lupin. Fair. I need to watch more Detective Conan. (laughs) I keep forgetting to. I still have only seen like 10 episodes or whatever. Because I want to watch a bunch of those movies too. Yeah. Um, But 
So this little boy, he controls the giant robot. He's got a big wristwatch that he talks into. It's literally just them traveling around, people getting the shit beat out of them and killed, and him trying to save the world, pretty much. Also, another gripe I had with it, there's like this whole arc, kind of like, oh, what is it, like episode two or three? I think it's episode three where it happens, but basically like, he takes the robot to go fight this, uh, basically, uh... Big Ball. Big Ball, the fucking thing from TMNT, essentially. Not really, but kinda. Um, what's that thing called? I don't fucking remember off the top of my head. It's like that... It's like the iconic thing that, like, Crane hangs in. It's like his headquarters. Um, I can't remember the name. Anyway. Spear Boy. Um, so, yeah, he, uh... Daisaku tries to like use the robot to defeat that and then it fucks the robot up and he's like all right I'm just gonna like leave you here because you're not responding to me and he goes through this whole arc where he's like oh I get it I failed the robot yeah the robot is got like feelings and stuff so I should take that into account from now on and then he just doesn't until like the very end and then it seems like all right because he's just like let's do this robot and it never feels like that really amounted to anything like, it didn't feel I like it had very much impact. It was really interesting. Yeah. And it, it feels honestly like... Their dynamic didn't change at yeah, any point. And it feels like it would have like, big repercussions if the story continued on, like in mm-hmm. the final arc. Cause Maybe. Because it's supposed to be like in the middle of like three arcs, pretty much. Um, and it just feels like not necessarily a waste of potential in this series, but it feels like this could lead to something really cool. Because I'm not necessarily... Uh, I'm fine with the not necessarily having anything happen in this series because it was a pretty short amount of time so that I could see the robot being like, okay, you're okay. And still listening to the kid because it was only two days. But I just wish there was more. Yeah. Like there was another series. I was there a movie or something. I did not see it at the end when like, one thing I did not see coming was Alberto when he turned out to be the fucking ice that was just frozen to the shoulder the whole time. That that had caught me off guard. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Alberto was a really cool character. Yeah. Uh, there was also, there was Taiza. Was it Tozai? Taizo? Taizo. God damn, I'm so close each time, too. Taizo and him, like, they're about to die. They're fighting. And Alberto's like, no! Our rivalry will not be the backdrop to some fucking kid or whatever. Yeah. And I really like that one. And then Tyson's just like, too bad. <laughs> like, like, I'm dead. I'm gonna die. And then Tyson dies and Albertos comes back. And... Yeah, he, he has a couple, like, fake Alberto deaths. Alberto, like, dies, like, four times or some shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm still here. <laughs> there was a part earlier where he's, like, gets bandaged up by, like, all those, like, sticker things. I don't know what they're called. Sorry. But, uh, and, uh, it's oh, like. those, like, little mini, uh. Like the illusionary Scrolls things, or yeah. Whatever they are. Um, seals, I think they're like yeah. seals. Uh, and then he like, it's like he cuts off his head, and I figured like they were just gonna do like a thing where it was like he like just popped up his head like normal, like he just like ducked inside, but they like do like the full like his head went into like the collar of his shirt because he pops up headless, and then his like head just boop, pops out again. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> um. Some of my favorite animation was with that monk guy. I can't remember his name, but he was like he was like shifting into other animals. Yeah, and like that initial scene where he shows stuff. up and he like slices open his hand on the car. Yeah, like, there was a lot of really cool shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like. 
I really like the visual world building of this show. Yeah. I know, I know. It's my main problem is just there's not enough of this world building and like explanations and stuff. She's sad because I really like what was said. Yeah. I really like most of the characters, like power sets and stuff. I just wanted more, so I'm gonna have to read the manga. Yeah, it's only like. I, I think it's only for each other. And I'm probably going to have to read all the other mangas because a lot of these characters aren't even from this. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking, exactly. Uh, like, What was his name? The Kenji Kurosama or whatever? He was the immortal, the pink jacket guy. Oh, I know it's Kenji something. But I think he's from another... Kenji Murasame. That was close. Yeah. Um, he was from another series, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that had his own adaptation. And in that... In the English dub, I'm pretty sure his name's Dick Strong. Okay. I just want you to know that. <laughs> well. But yeah, like, I, I really liked this show. Personally, I don't know what you thought of it. but I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I had a ton of fun. Um, I thought it was a little... Yeah, like, like I said, I wish they would have explained things more. Yeah. I thought... Like, this is a typical anime problem, but I thought it leaned a little too much on exposition at times, it, especially in the There's earlier... so much exposition. Like, that beach, first... I love it. Yeah, that first episode, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, you're just throwing it all at me now. Yeah, I think I think it's mostly a main problem with the first episode, and I think that comes down to the fact with OVA, like... Yeah, and they, they've got they a, a lot to establish. A lot to establish, and then they have such a big break, so they really need to make sure that the people that watch this will come back so they know everything because I guess if people were confused they might not come back in like a year or whatever yeah so I get it I think it's not necessarily as much of a problem as with this material as with um the the art form in general of making like OVA series yeah I can see that like there are limitations that you have to like you have to hit certain things and it's unfortunate because it sometimes limits how good something can be. I still really enjoyed this. I think it's one of... I really, really fucking like how, like, 80s and 90s anime looks. Mm-hmm. It's, like, my favorite time, usually. I, I like a lot of early 2000s stuff as well. I feel like, in general, a lot of new anime just doesn't capture me as much. It's, it's I think it's a little too sleek. Mm-hmm. It's finally getting to a point where... Um... Currently, I think the animation is starting to, like... They're starting to do a really good job at replicating, like, the grit from the 80s and 90s that I like yeah. so much into this newer digital style. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm adjusting to it more. I think give it, like, another, like, five, ten years and they're going to, like, perfect I the feel, way it looks. I definitely feel it. But I think there's just... I think there's also something charming about certain, like, limitations in, like, oh, absolutely. Anime. Like, I like just characters, like, sliding across the screen. I just think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of this, that, and this, though. I feel like most of the frames were pretty, like, packed. Yeah, no, they they really had a like, it decent... It makes sense why this took so fucking long to make. Cause... Yeah, no, they had a decent frame rate for it. Like, the animation for the action sequences was super smooth. You could see just how much they were animating yeah, per second. Like every frame I felt like had so much fucking stuff. Yeah, in. no, it, it was really impressive, and I, I was very pleased with the way this show looks. I, I am both a fan of that style of animation and also just that style of drawing from, like, the early, like, uh... Ah, uh, fucking, like, 60s manga. Yeah. And 
And yeah, I think it's a really good adaptation for something to feel like it's from the 60s. I think it was... It, it didn't feel like it was animated in the 60s, but I think it uh, captured the essence pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of complaints with it, personally. I know you had a couple, but most of it I just thought was really fun. Um, I really like the music and the animation. The I think that the first episode might be the weakest, just because of all the exposition they had to do, but the first, like, 20 minutes of that episode... When it's just fucking Gin Ginray, is that her name? Ginray. Ginray and uh, and the big bro. Um, yeah. Whatever his name is, and they're like fighting that robot, and then fucking big Robo comes shows up, giant Robo. Like that that whole sequence was fucking great in my opinion. I had so much fun with that one. Yeah. They're like running on the train tracks. Oh, God, that that initial like sequence though, like when they're like first on the train caught me so off guard. Cause I didn't see the little uh like thing to indicate that they were people wearing masks and I thought it was just really racist depictions of black people and I was like I uh, yeah I'm like Whoa, if you were zoomed in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like there were certain frames where like you couldn't see it and it's like they just put a lot of shadow on the face and I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't, like that group of lackeys, they don't stick around beyond the first episode. You might see them like, they're, they're you'll see them around. The base a couple yeah, of times but, stuff, but they're not, they're not like. Most of the time it's just big guy versus big guy and stuff like that. Yeah. Superpower versus superpower. Um, I, we didn't talk much about like, uh, I guess we talked a little bit about uh, fucking Emmanuel, but we didn't talk too much about Ginray. They both have, like, teleportation powers. And, yeah, but it's, like, super damaging to them. Yeah. And it's, like, she fucking teleports in the final episode, and her, she, like, loses the bottom half of her body. Yeah, and then her brother just shoots her fucking point blank between the eyes. That was gr- I Actually, I, I wasn't expecting that. I, w- I wasn't expecting that either. I was um, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so that that was pretty good, and then it, it, I went, when she got shot, I'm like, oh, somebody else was there. They they shot her, and I, now he's gonna be like, fuck you, kill my sister. And I'm like, what? He's holding the gun. Yeah, no, I I had the same thing, and I for a second I was like, oh, please do like a thing where she was just like too transparent for the bullet to actually hit her, and she'll actually like she's just nope, she's fucking gone. <laughs> and then fucking. Uh, Daisaku comes in and he's like, Would you have done any differently? And Daisaku's just like, oh. I'm a child! <laughs> I'm 12! I only know how to control a giant robot! Some guy cut the pavement earlier and told me to stay there. Oh, hi, <laughs> Yeah, but. Yeah, so. I really like, um. I really liked, uh, Genya, whatever his name was. Personally, uh, I thought he was a pretty interesting antagonist. Um, maybe it's because I really like Dan Green as him. Yeah. Just because I'm like, that's Yu-Gi-Oh! I, th- I thought he was pretty alright for a villain. Um, I thought I liked that there was some different, like, overarching villains as well. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Um, I did like that the beginning of episode 6, like the first half, was literally just about the villains fighting each other. Yeah. I was like, well, this is fun. This is a weird change of pace. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Why is that guy snapping? <laughs> yeah. But. Um, but overall, I, I liked mo- most of the characters I thought were pretty interesting. Um, 
whether that was personality or moveset, there was something about them that I really liked. Yeah, they're um, captivating enough to yeah. make me go, I like that. They might not be like the... Some of them have, like, their dimensions, but a lot of them are pretty, like... I don't know. Standard by... Or maybe not... By today's standards, they're not, like, super... Like, they didn't invent the wheel, is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah. Um, also, I, I attribute to this probably being something from the 60s with the source material, but there were there were points in the series where I thought, like, they were kind of expressing the themes through dialogue a little too on the nose. Like, Yeah. But yeah, I, I gave it the benefit of the doubt since it's adapting a 60s manga. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm enjoying this, so I'll just... I'll let it slide. But... If you got three hours to kill, or close to four, I guess, actually, I would recommend this. I thought it was yeah. really enjoyable. Yeah, definitely worth a check out. Um, really fucking beautiful. This series has probably inspired a lot of stuff that you didn't know it inspired. Uh, not directly this anime, but like the, the manga, manga it's yeah. based off of. And most of uh, his other works as well mm-hmm. were pretty popular from what I was reading. So. Yeah, and uh, the director for this wrote the screenplay for... Uh, Berserk 97's adaptation, which is huh. a little fun fact. So he did uh, he did another anime called Getter Robo, hmm. or something like that. And I thought that was like some something related to this. I don't think it is. I think it's just a similar thing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Huh. Um, so what would you give this? Probably seven. And I'm gonna give this an eight. Okay. So. Seven point five. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice okay, here. So I guess. Yeah. I'll I'll do this. Okay. I'll do I'll do this. Here's my here's our epic setup for a fucking camera. We just put them on a bunch of board games. Okay. Everdell's really good. Can you see it? Is this good? Yeah. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Okay. We're good. We don't, we don't have, have to, to watch them. something shitty. Did it? Okay. I don't know. Maybe your thing is shitty though. Anyway, and you're like. <laughs> well, one of them is shitty and one of them is not. So are we doing a remake or what are we doing? Um, your choice. Do you want? A oh, remake are you saying or... one of the like the trilogy might be shitty, or the both the remake and the original one? Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you which one's shitty. Um, but you gotta pick one. I think I'm feeling a trilogy. Oh, you you fucked up. We're watching the Dumb and Dumber trilogy. You want to know what the original versus remake would have been? Sure. Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> So that's Dumb and Dumb. Dumb and Dumber 1 and 2, and then the prequel, Dumb and Dumber, er, How Harry Met Lloyd, or whatever the fuck it's called. Two of which are directed by the award-winning Fairley Brothers. Um, I'm pretty sure the original is only directed by Peter Fairley. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, uh, one of them directed it, but yeah. They, they're, it's like, when they you say... directed the second one. Yeah, it's like when you say, like, it's a Coen Brothers movie, directed by the Coen Brothers. Maybe both of them didn't I direct it, but you get these two. I was, like, one of the only people that liked the second one. I, I saw it in theaters. I thought it was, I didn't think it was amazing. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, I saw it once in theaters, and I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't maybe like I'll, crazy. I'm like, it was fine. Maybe I'll like it. I'll know. probably won't like it this time around. I'm really, I'm really pissed about it. I also probably I have a feeling I probably won't like the first one that much anymore, either. Yeah, I don't know. I might... I might find, like, collections of scenes funny, but I don't know how I'll feel about it on the whole. Here's hoping. And, uh, I have never seen the 
Dumb and Dumber. I You're going to fucking I'll, hate that. I, I have a feeling. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it. He plays a horse. He... What? You'll see. Bob Saget's also in it. He plays a horse? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess we're doing that. And then a director deep dive. Or something w- similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. Adios.